Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Jesus forgave us of all sin, past, present, and even future sin. Andrew brought good news to me. I could understand the Bible more the way he taught it. Jesus forgave you one time, and that's for everything. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm going to begin a series talking about one of my favorite teachings. It's entitled, Hardness of Heart. You know, this title is a turnoff to a lot of people because it's kind of a negative title, but that's just the way that God spoke these truths to me, and so I'm just communicating what God has spoken to me. A good friend of mine, Bob Yandian, heard me teach this over in the UK many, many years ago, and he took it and retaught it and entitled it, the, I think, The Power of an Established Heart and said it's one of his best-selling series. <laughs> and so he says, it's just a negative title. But uh, I don't mean anything negative by it, but I'm going to be talking about what is a hardened heart, what causes it, and how to cure it. And I know that a lot of people just immediately think, well, that's not my problem. And you know, that's exactly the way I felt about this. I, if you would have told me prior to God speaking these things to me that I had a hardened heart, I would have disagreed with you. I thought that a person with a hardened heart was a person who was a God-hater, a person who is living in open rebellion, deliberate sin against God, somebody who just was going the other way and didn't care. Well, although a hardened heart is true about a person like that, one of the things I'm going to be teaching through this series is that anybody who is cold, insensitive, unfeeling, or unyielding to God in any area of their life has a hardened heart in that area. This is what the word hardened means. When you look it up in a dictionary and you apply it to like a heart, it means cold, insensitive, unfeeling, and unyielding. And if you would be honest, there are all of us that have areas of our life where we just don't seem to be connecting with the Lord, that it's easier for us to relate to the natural realm than it is to the supernatural realm. It's easier to relate to defeat than it is to uh, faith. You know, I remember a time in Omaha, Nebraska, and I was ministering, and after I had preached, I was calling out healings through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and I called out that somebody had crossed eyes, and I wanted them to come up, and God was going to heal them. And there was a young boy, I don't know, but, you know, from my remembrance, it was something like he was 10, 12 years old, something like that. And his eyes were so crossed that he had to have someone lead him by the hand up to me because he just couldn't see. VERY WELL. AND SO ANYWAY, I PRAYED FOR HIM. I LAID HANDS ON HIM. I HAD MY THUMBS OVER HIS EYES LIKE THIS, AND I PRAYED, AND I BELIEVED THAT HE WAS BEING HEALED. AND I WAS ABOUT TO SAY TO HIM, NOW, YOU KNOW, THERE'S DIFFERENT WAYS OF RECEIVING FROM GOD. YOU CAN RECEIVE AN INSTANT MIRACLE WHERE IT'S JUST TAKEN CARE OF, OR LIKE MARK CHAPTER 16, VERSE 18 SAYS, YOU LAY HANDS ON THE SICK AND THEY SHALL RECOVER. AND SO I WAS GOING TO ENCOURAGE HIM ABOUT NOW, IF YOU DON'T SEE IMMEDIATELY, IF YOU DON'T SEE AN INSTANT CHANGE, YOU BELIEVE THAT GOD'S HEALING POWER IS IN YOUR BODY, THAT YOUR EYES ARE BEING HEALED, AND THAT YOU'RE GOING TO SEE PERFECTLY. AND SO THAT'S WHAT I WAS GETTING READY TO TELL HIM. WHEN I TOOK MY HANDS OFF OF HIM AND LOOKED AT HIM, HE OPENED HIS EYES, AND BOTH OF THOSE EYES WERE PERFECT. 
THEY WERE STRAIGHT. AND but PRIOR TO THAT TIME, THEY WERE COMPLETELY CROSSED LIKE THAT. AND WHEN I SAW IT, YOU KNOW WHAT? YOU KNOW WHAT I DID? I HATE TO ADMIT THIS, BUT IT'S JUST... IT'S THE WAY IT IS. AND WHEN I SAW THAT, I LOOKED AT HIM AND I SAID, I DON'T BELIEVE IT. AND WHEN I SAID THAT, IMMEDIATELY HIS EYES CROSSED BACK. AND I SAID, OH, GOD, I'M SORRY. I REPENTED. I PRAYED OVER HIM FOR ANOTHER FIVE OR TEN MINUTES OR WHATEVER, AND I NEVER DID SEE HIS EYES STRAIGHTEN UP. I STILL BELIEVE THAT, PRAISE GOD, THE POWER OF GOD HIT HIM, AND HOPEFULLY HE WENT ON AND HIS EYES ARE STRAIGHT. BUT THE REASON I BRING THAT STORY OUT TO SAY IS THAT, YOU KNOW, HERE I WAS A MINISTER. I WAS LOVING GOD. I WAS MINISTERING THE WORD OF GOD. I WAS PRAYING FOR PEOPLE, AND I WAS BELIEVING THAT HE WAS GOING TO BE HEALED, BUT I BELIEVED HE WAS GOING TO BE HEALED GRADUALLY OVER A PERIOD OF TIME. TO SEE IT HAPPEN JUST INSTANTLY, SUPERNATURALLY, REVEALED MY HARDNESS OF HEART. AND THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE THAT, HONESTLY, YOU PRAY FOR SOMETHING, AND, YOU KNOW, YOU MIGHT BELIEVE THAT OVER A PERIOD OF TIME THE DOCTORS WILL BE ABLE TO DEAL WITH IT AND GIVE YOU SOME MEDICINE, AND OVER A YEAR OR TWO YEARS PERIOD OF TIME, YOU MIGHT GET BETTER. AND I'M NOT SAYING THAT THAT'S BAD. IT'S NOT LIKE IT'S SIN OR ANYTHING LIKE THAT. BUT IF THE LORD WAS TO JUST MOVE INSTANTLY AND SAY, FOR INSTANCE, YOU HAD A TUMOR AND IT WAS SOMETHING THAT YOU COULD SEE, IT WAS VISIBLE, AND IF THE THING JUST DISAPPEARED INSTANTLY LIKE THAT AND YOUR FLESH WAS NORMAL, MOST PEOPLE WOULD SAY, I CAN'T BELIEVE IT. AND THAT'S THE REASON THAT MORE SUPERNATURAL THINGS LIKE THAT DON'T HAPPEN IS BECAUSE THE TRUTH IS WE ARE MORE TAPPED IN TO THE NATURAL WORLD THAN WE ARE THE SUPERNATURAL. THERE ARE PEOPLE THAT WILL BELIEVE THAT THINGS MIGHT CHANGE OVER A PERIOD OF TIME AND STUFF, BUT TO JUST SEE AN INSTANTANEOUS, MIRACULOUS INTERVENTION OF GOD WOULD SHOCK MOST OF US. AND THIS IS ONE OF THE THINGS THAT I'M GOING TO BE SHARING WITH YOU THAT A HARDENED HEART IS A PERSON WHO IS MORE DOMINATED BY THE NATURAL REALM THAN THEY ARE BY THE SUPERNATURAL REALM. A PERSON WHO RELATES EASIER TO THE NATURAL REALM THAN THEY DO THE SUPERNATURAL REALM. YOU MAY BE PRAYING FOR HEALING OR DELIVERANCE OR FINANCES, BUT IF YOUR MIRACLE WAS TO MANIFEST, YOU WOULD BE SHOCKED. THAT'S AN INDICATION OF A HARDENED HEART. SO A HARDENED HEART ISN'T JUST PEOPLE WHO ARE GOD-HATERS AND RUNNING THE OTHER WAY. I BELIEVE THAT TO SOME DEGREE, EVERY SINGLE ONE OF US HAS A HARDENED HEART. AGAIN, THE DEFINITION OF HARDENED, ACCORDING TO THE DICTIONARY, MEANS TO BE COLD, INSENSITIVE, UNFEELING, OR UNYIELDING. AND WHEN YOU APPLY THIS, TALKING ABOUT OUR HARDENED HEART TO THE LORD, I THINK IF YOU WOULD BE HONEST, EVERY ONE OF US WOULD HAVE TO SAY THAT THERE ARE TIMES THAT WE HAVE BEEN INSENSITIVE TO THE LORD. HE WAS TRYING TO TELL US SOMETHING AND WE WERE JUST TOO DULL TO HEAR IT. WE WERE UNYIELDING TO THE LORD. WE KNEW THAT HE WANTED US TO GO THIS WAY, BUT WE WANTED TO GO THAT WAY. THAT'S A HARDENED HEART. AND THERE'S A LOT OF SCRIPTURES IN THE BIBLE ABOUT A HARDENED HEART. AND I'M GOING TO BE SHARING SOME THINGS ABOUT THIS. BUT THE FIRST THING I'VE GOT TO DO IS TO DIAGNOSE WHAT THE PROBLEM IS. YOU WON'T ACCEPT THE CURE UNLESS YOU ACCEPT THAT YOU GOT A PROBLEM. AND AGAIN, MOST PEOPLE ARE LIKE ME THAT I WAS JUST SHOCKED WHEN THE LORD TOLD ME I HAD A HARDENED HEART. LET ME SHARE WITH YOU THE WAY THAT I GOT THIS REVELATION. AND THERE'S A LOT OF THINGS, uh, YOU KNOW, THAT uh, BUILD UP TO THIS, BUT IT CULMINATED ONE TIME WHEN I WAS ON AN AIRPLANE AND I WAS FLYING FROM TOLEDO, OHIO, I BELIEVE, TO CHICAGO. AND ANYWAY, WE WERE FLYING ACROSS THE GREAT LAKES. AND I WAS JUST READING IN THE BIBLE. I WAS IN MARK CHAPTER 6. 
AND I WAS READING ABOUT WHERE JESUS FED THE 5,000 PEOPLE. IT SAYS 5,000 MEN. THERE WAS PROBABLY WOMEN AND CHILDREN. WELL, I KNOW THERE WAS WOMEN AND CHILDREN THERE BECAUSE uh, THEY TOOK A YOUNG LAD'S uh, uh, LUNCH, THE FIVE LOAVES AND THE TWO FISH, AND THAT'S WHAT HE MULTIPLIED TO FEED THESE PEOPLE. SO WE KNOW THERE WERE WOMEN AND CHILDREN. THERE WAS PROBABLY 10,000 TO MAYBE AS MANY AS 15,000 PEOPLE. AND HE TOOK THIS LITTLE BIT OF FOOD AND BLESSED IT AND BREAK IT AND GAVE IT TO HIS DISCIPLES, AND THEN THEY WENT AND FED THE PEOPLE, AND ALL OF THE PEOPLE ATE UNTIL THEY WERE ABSOLUTELY FULL. THEY GAVE THEM SECONDS, AND YET THEY TOOK UP THE FRAGMENTS THAT WERE LEFT OVER, AND THERE WAS MORE FOOD LEFT OVER AFTER EVERYBODY HAD EATEN AS MUCH AS THEY COULD POSSIBLY EAT. THERE WAS MORE FOOD LEFT OVER AFTERWARDS THAN THERE WAS BEFORE THEY STARTED. NOW THAT'S MIRACULOUS. AND YOU KNOW, SOMETIMES WHEN YOU READ THE BIBLE, I'M ASSUMING THAT OTHER PEOPLE HAVE THIS HAPPEN TO THEM. IT'S NOT JUST ME. BUT SOMETIMES I'LL BE READING SCRIPTURE AND MY MIND WILL BE SOMEWHERE ELSE. I'LL BE THINKING ABOUT somewhere, SOMETHING ELSE. NOW, THAT'S NOT THE WAY IT'S SUPPOSED TO BE, BUT I'M JUST CONFESSING THAT THERE ARE TIMES THAT THAT HAPPENS. AND IF I WAS TO READ A PASSAGE OF SCRIPTURE AND THEN CLOSE MY BIBLE, AND IF YOU WERE TO ASK ME WHAT I HAD BEEN READING, I'D BE HARD-PRESSED TO EVEN TELL YOU WHAT BOOK OF THE BIBLE OR WHAT CHAPTER I'D BEEN READING, MUCH LESS GIVE YOU THE DETAILS OF THE STORY. SOMETIMES WE JUST DO THIS AS A RELIGIOUS THING AND WE'RE, YOU KNOW, TRYING TO HURRY THROUGH FOUR CHAPTERS SO THAT WE CAN FINISH OUR BIBLE READING PLAN OR WHATEVER, AND YOUR MIND IS ON SOMETHING ELSE AND YOU JUST AREN'T INTO IT. AGAIN, I'M NOT SAYING THAT'S THE WAY IT'S SUPPOSED TO BE. I'M JUST SAYING THAT IT HAS CERTAINLY HAPPENED TO ME. BUT WHEN I WAS READING THESE PASSAGES OF SCRIPTURE, I MEAN, I WAS SO INTO THIS STORY THAT I WAS JUST OVERWHELMED. I WAS THINKING ABOUT THIS AND JUST THINKING WHAT A GREAT MIRACLE, AND I WAS IMAGINING WHAT IT WOULD HAVE BEEN LIKE TO HAVE BEEN THERE AND TO HAVE EXPERIENCED THIS AND TO SEE ALL OF THESE PEOPLE FED, HOW THEY WOULD HAVE RESPONDED. AND ANYWAY, I WAS THINKING ABOUT ALL OF THIS, AND THEN I CAME DOWN TO MARK CHAPTER 6, AND IN VERSE 45, IT SAYS, AND STRAIGHTWAY HE CONSTRAINED, THIS IS TALKING ABOUT JESUS, CONSTRAINED HIS DISCIPLES TO GET INTO THE SHIP AND TO GO TO THE OTHER SIDE BEFORE UNTO Bethsaida, WHILE HE SENT AWAY THE PEOPLE. AND WHEN HE HAD SENT THEM AWAY, HE DEPARTED INTO A MOUNTAIN TO PRAY, AND WHEN EVEN WAS COME, THE SHIP WAS IN THE MIDST OF THE SEA, AND HE ALONE ON THE LAND. AND HE SAW THEM TOILING IN ROWING, FOR THE WIND WAS CONTRARY UNTO THEM, AND ABOUT THE FOURTH WATCH OF THE NIGHT. THIS MEANS IT WAS SOMEWHERE BETWEEN 2 AND 6 A.M. YOU KNOW, WHEN I WAS IN THE MILITARY, WE DIVIDED OUR BUNKER GUARD INTO FOUR WATCHES, AND EACH PERSON WOULD SERVE, YOU KNOW, uh, FOUR HOURS OR THREE HOURS, DEPENDING ON HOW MANY PEOPLE YOU HAD. AND ANYWAY, THIS WOULD HAVE BEEN EARLY IN THE MORNING, THE FOURTH WATCH OF THE NIGHT. HE COMETH UNTO THEM, WALKING UPON THE SEA, AND WOULD HAVE PASSED BY THEM. YOU KNOW, THIS JUST AMAZES ME. THIS STORM AND THE SEA WAS ABOUT TO KILL THESE DISCIPLES. IT SAYS THAT THE BOAT WAS FULL OF WATER, THAT IT LOOKED LIKE THEY WERE GOING TO SINK, AND THIS SITUATION THAT WAS ABOUT TO KILL THEM, JESUS JUST CAME WALKING ON TOP OF IT. NO BIG DEAL. IT WASN'T ANY DIFFERENCE THAN HIM WALKING THROUGH A FIELD. MAN, THIS IS JUST AWESOME. THE POWER, THE AUTHORITY, THE COMMAND, THAT JESUS, AS GOD, MANIFEST IN THE FLESH, HAD OVER THE ELEMENTS OF NATURE, THE THING THAT WAS ABOUT TO KILL THEM IS NO BIG DEAL TO HIM. HE CAME WALKING UNTO THEM UPON THE SEA, AND IT SAID HE WOULD HAVE PASSED BY THEM. IN OTHER WORDS, HE DIDN'T COME RUNNING AND WAVING HIS HANDS AND SAYING, HOLD ON, GUYS, I'M COMING, AND, 
YOU KNOW THAT THE REASON HE WAS OUT THERE WASN'T JUST TO TAKE A STROLL ON THE WATER. HE CAME SPECIFICALLY TO MINISTER TO THESE DISCIPLES BECAUSE THEY WERE IN TROUBLE. BUT HE DIDN'T JUST COME AND SAVE THEM WITHOUT COOPERATION. MATTER OF FACT, IF YOU READ THIS SAME THING OVER IN MATTHEW'S GOSPEL, IT'S THE SAME STORY REPORTED IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 14. THIS IS WHERE THEY ALL SAW HIM AND THEY THOUGHT IT WAS A GHOST AND THEY CRIED OUT FOR FEAR. AND HE SAYS, FEAR NOT. HE SAYS, YOU KNOW, uh, HE SAID, FEAR NOT. AND MY QUESTION IS, IF HE REALLY WANTED THEM NOT TO FEAR, WHY DIDN'T HE JUST CALM THE SEA AND DO ALL OF THESE THINGS? BUT INSTEAD, HE TOLD THEM NOT TO FEAR BEFORE THE SITUATION CHANGED. THERE'S A GREAT LESSON IN THIS, AND THAT IS THAT GOD MOVES THROUGH FAITH. THERE HAS TO BE A RESPONSE OF FAITH ON OUR PART. EPHESIANS CHAPTER 3, VERSE 20 SAYS, NOW UNTO HIM WHO IS ABLE TO DO EXCEEDING ABUNDANTLY ABOVE ALL WE ASK OR THINK, ACCORDING TO THE POWER THAT WORKS IN US. IF THERE IS NO POWER WORKING IN US, IT LIMITS WHAT GOD CAN DO. GOD LOVES US. GOD WANTS TO MOVE IN OUR BEHALF. YOU KNOW THAT THE REASON HE CAME OUT HERE WAS TO BLESS THESE DISCIPLES AND TO HELP THEM, AND YET IT SAYS HE WOULD HAVE PASSED BY THEM UNTIL THEY CRIED OUT, UNTIL THEY MADE A DEMAND, AND THEN HE SAYS, FEAR NOT, IT IS I. AND OVER IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 14, PETER SAID, LORD, IF IT'S YOU, BID ME COME UNTO YOU ON THE WATER. AND THIS IS WHERE HE GOT OUT OF THE BOAT, AND PETER WALKED ON THE WATER TO GO TO JESUS. AND THEN IF YOU READ THIS SAME ACCOUNT IN JOHN CHAPTER 6, THERE'S THREE OF THE GOSPELS THAT RECORD THIS SAME INSTANCE, AND EACH ONE OF THEM GIVE A LITTLE BIT DIFFERENT PERSPECTIVE ON IT. AND IN JOHN CHAPTER 6, WHEN JESUS AND PETER FINALLY ENTERED BACK INTO THE BOAT, THE BOAT AND THE DISCIPLES WERE AUTOMATICALLY TRANSLATED TO THE OTHER SIDE OF THE LAKE. NOW, THAT'S SIGNIFICANT BECAUSE IT SAYS THAT THEY WERE IN THE MIDST OF THE LAKE, AND YET WHEN JESUS ENTERED INTO THE BOAT, BOOM, THEY WERE AT THE OTHER SIDE. SO THIS WAS MIRACULOUS ON SO MANY LEVELS. JESUS WAS WALKING ON TOP OF THE VERY THING THAT WAS ABOUT TO KILL THEM, AND HE WASN'T PANICKED. HE JUST WALKED BY, AND IF THEY HADN'T CRIED OUT, HE WOULD HAVE PASSED BY THEM. AND THEN PETER WALKED ON THE WATER. JESUS LIFTED HIM UP WHEN HE BEGAN TO DOUBT AND SINK, AND THEY WENT BACK TO THE BOAT. AND THEN WHEN HE ENTERED INTO THE BOAT, THE BOAT AND ALL OF THE DISCIPLES WERE TRANSLATED TO THE OTHER SIDE OF THE LAKE. I WAS READING THIS, AND I WAS JUST OVERWHELMED. LOOK AT THIS. IT SAYS IN VERSE 49, AND WHEN THEY SAW HIM WALKING UPON THE SEA, THEY SUPPOSED IT HAD BEEN A SPIRIT AND CRIED OUT, FOR THEY ALL SAW HIM AND WERE TROUBLED. AND IMMEDIATELY HE TALKED WITH THEM AND SAYS UNTO THEM, BE OF GOOD CHEER. IT IS I. BE NOT AFRAID. AGAIN, THIS IS A POINT THAT I WAS MAKING. IF HE REALLY JUST WANTED TO SOLVE THE SITUATION, WHY DIDN'T HE JUST END THE STORM, TRANSLATE THE BOAT AND THE DISCIPLES TO THE OTHER SIDE, AND THEN THEY WOULD HAVE BEEN OF GOOD CHEER. WHY DID HE TELL THEM TO BE OF GOOD CHEER AND BE NOT AFRAID FIRST? BECAUSE YOU HAVE TO TAKE A STEP OF FAITH. GOD FLOWS THROUGH FAITH. WITHOUT FAITH, IT'S IMPOSSIBLE TO PLEASE GOD. AND ANYWAY, AS I WAS READING THIS, IT JUST AMAZED ME. IN VERSE 51, IT SAYS, HE WENT UP UNTO THEM INTO THE SHIP, AND THE WIND CEASED, AND THEY WERE SORE AMAZED IN THEMSELVES BEYOND MEASURE AND WONDERED. AND AS I MENTIONED AT THE FIRST OF THIS STORY, I WAS RIDING IN A PLANE FLYING OVER THE GREAT LAKES, WHEN I READ THIS, AND I LITERALLY WAS EXACTLY LIKE THIS. I WAS SORE AMAZED IN MYSELF BEYOND MEASURE, AND I WONDERED. AND I REMEMBER JUST LAYING MY BIBLE DOWN ON MY LAP, AND I LOOKED OUT THE WINDOW, AND WE WERE FLYING ABOVE THE CLOUDS, AND THERE WAS A SOLID LAYER OF CLOUDS BELOW US. 
AND I REMEMBER THINKING THAT IT WOULDN'T BE ANY MORE MIRACULOUS. IT WOULDN'T TAKE ANY MORE POWER OF GOD TO SEE JESUS JUST WALK ON TOP OF THOSE CLOUDS AND THEN COME AND SIT ON THE WING OF THAT PLANE. THIS IS WHAT I WAS THINKING. AND I WAS THINKING, how, HOW MIRACULOUS WOULD THAT BE? THAT WOULDN'T BE ANY MORE MIRACULOUS THAN THIS. AND I WAS FEELING SO AMAZED IN MYSELF BEYOND MEASURE AND WONDER, AND I WAS FEELING REALLY GOOD ABOUT FEELING THAT WAY, THINKING THAT, GOD, THIS IS AWESOME THAT, YOU KNOW, I'M REALLY BEING IMPACTED BY THESE VERSES. AND THEN I READ THE 52ND VERSE, AND IT SAYS, FOR. THE WORD FOR IS A CONJUNCTION LINKING TWO THOUGHTS TOGETHER. SO THIS VERSE IS A COMMENTARY OR A LINKAGE BACK TO THE PREVIOUS VERSE. IT SAYS, FOR THEY CONSIDERED NOT THE MIRACLE OF THE LOWES, FOR THEIR HEART WAS HARDENED. AND ALL OF A SUDDEN, MAN, I SAW THAT THE REASON I WAS SO OVERWHELMED BY THINKING ABOUT JESUS FEEDING THE 5,000, ABOUT JESUS WALKING ON THE WATER, STILLING THE STORM, THE DISCIPLES AND THE BOAT BEING TRANSLATED TO THE OTHER SIDE. THE REASON THAT THIS SHOCKED ME SO MUCH WAS BECAUSE I HAD A HARDENED HEART. AND MAN, THAT'S THE FIRST TIME THAT THAT THOUGHT HAD EVER COME TO ME. IT WAS LIKE, IN A SENSE, I'M NOT SAYING THAT THE LORD DID THIS IN A BAD WAY, BUT IT'S JUST LIKE I WAS SLAPPED IN THE FACE WITH THIS TRUTH AND ALL OF MY BEING SO AMAZED BEYOND MYSELF AND WONDERING AND FEELING SO GOOD ABOUT IT, ALL OF A SUDDEN I FELT LIKE, WHAT? YOU MEAN IF I'M SHOCKED TO SEE JESUS WALK ON THE WATER, IF I'M SHOCKED TO SEE PETER WALK ON THE WATER, IF I'M SHOCKED TO SEE A BOAT AND THE DISCIPLES JUST ALL OF A SUDDEN TRANSLATED TO THE OTHER SIDE OF THE LAKE, THAT THAT'S BECAUSE OF A HARDENED HEART? AND MAN, THAT JUST ARRESTED ME. AND THIS BEGAN A PROCESS uh, FOR THE NEXT YEAR OR TWO ME JUST SEEKING THE LORD. ALL RIGHT, GOD, WHAT IS A HARDENED HEART THEN? IF I, I COULD SEE FROM THIS THAT BEING SURPRISED OR SHOCKED TO SEE THE SUPERNATURAL IS AN EVIDENCE OF A HARDENED HEART. OR HERE'S ANOTHER WAY OF SAYING IT. RELATING TO THE NATURAL MORE THAN YOU RELATE TO THE SUPERNATURAL IS AN INDICATION OF A HARDENED HEART. AND THERE MAY BE PEOPLE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM RIGHT NOW THAT YOU'RE SAYING, WELL, THAT'S THE WAY THAT IT IS. I MEAN, WE DON'T SEE THE SUPERNATURAL VERY OFTEN, AND YOU SHOULD BE SURPRISED. YOU SHOULD BE SHOCKED. I DON'T BELIEVE YOU SHOULD. MATTER OF FACT, LOOK BACK. REMEMBER THAT JESUS HAD JUST FED THE 5,000. NOW, I BELIEVE THAT WHEN JESUS TOOK THESE FIVE LOAVES AND TWO FISH AND HE BRAKE THEM AND GAVE THEM TO HIS DISCIPLE, AND THEN HE LOOKED DOWN AND HERE'S ANOTHER WHOLE LOAF, I BELIEVE HE WAS BLESSED. I BELIEVE THAT IT CAN, YOU KNOW, HE KNEW THAT THAT WAS TRUE. HE KNEW THAT HE WAS GOD MANIFEST IN THE FLESH. HE KNEW THAT HE HAD THIS AUTHORITY AND POWER. AND I BELIEVE HE WAS BLESSED. I DON'T BELIEVE THAT IT DEPRESSED HIM. I BELIEVE THAT IT WAS EXCITING TO A DEGREE TO SEE GOD FEED ALL OF THESE PEOPLE AND TO KNOW THAT THESE PEOPLE'S LIVES WERE GOING TO BE CHANGED. I'M NOT SAYING THAT JESUS, YOU KNOW, WASN'T BLESSED BY THIS. BUT TO THINK THAT JESUS, YOU KNOW, PRAYED AND LIFTED UP HIS EYES AND BLESSED THIS FOOD, AND THEN HE BROKE IT AND GAVE SOME TO HIS DISCIPLES, AND WHEN HE LOOKED BACK, THERE WAS ANOTHER WHOLE LOAF OF BREAD. I DON'T BELIEVE HE WENT, WOW! And I DON'T BELIEVE HE STARTED JUMPING AND DANCING AND PRAISING GOD. NOW, IF YOU'D BE HONEST, IF YOU WERE PRAYING AND YOU HAD 5,000 MEN, NOT INCLUDING THE WOMEN, CHILDREN, 10 OR 15,000 PEOPLE, AND YOU HAD FIVE LITTLE LOAVES OF BREAD AND TWO SMALL FISH, AND YOU WERE GOING TO FEED THEM, IF YOU WERE TO DO THAT, AND IF YOU SAW IT HAPPEN, MAN, YOU'D BE DANCING A JIG. 
I know that some people would be shouting and praising. Other people probably be overwhelmed, fall on their knees and cry to see the supernatural power of God. And even though those things aren't sin, it's an indication that we have a hardened heart, that we relate easier to the natural realm than we do to the supernatural. But did you know, if you were really walking with the Lord the way we should, we shouldn't be surprised to see the supernatural. We shouldn't be surprised to see people raised from the dead, blind eyes open. It ought to be normal. It ought to be natural. It ought to be that if I pray for somebody that's got crossed eyes and I open up my eyes and look at them and their eyes are perfect, I say, that's what I was expecting. But the truth was, see, I wasn't expecting it. I had a hardened heart. I was willing to let it gradually heal because that was something that wasn't so out of the norm that it would shock me. But to see it just instantly happen like that, that revealed my hardness of heart. If you would see Jesus feed all of these people, if you would see Him walk on the water, translate the boat to the other side, and if you are overwhelmed, the Scripture says the reason that happened was because they had not been considering the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. I'm going to come back to this when I start talking about what the cause is of a hardened heart and then about the cure. I'll come back to this verse over and over. But right now, I'm just using this to show that this revealed that they had a hardened heart, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. The fact that they were shocked to see God display His power like that was an indication that they had a hardened heart, that they were insensitive to God. They were relating to that storm. Most of these disciples had been raised as fishermen right there on that very lake, and they saw all of the signs of a storm. They, they knew what the potential was. They knew that they could be at the bottom of that lake in a short period of time if God didn't come through. And they were expecting the worst and looking at all of these natural things. But to see a supernatural thing where God just instantly stilled the storm and there was a great calm and then the boats translated to the other side, they weren't ready for that. Most of them had never even considered it. They had never imagined it. And let me just make a statement that if you can't see it on the inside, you won't see it on the outside. If you can't see you walking in the supernatural power of God and God's power manifesting in your life, it will hinder you seeing that on the outside. We need to get to where we expect the supernatural. I'm going to show this to you also, but it says in verse 45, I'll amplify on this later in greater detail, but in verse 45, He compelled His disciples. Some of the translations say that He had to constrain His disciples. Matter of fact, that's what the King James says. He constrained. Other translations say He compelled. That shows that there was resistance on their part. They knew that a storm was brewing. They knew that this wasn't the time to go out on the lake. And yet out of sheer obedience to Jesus, their Lord and Master, they obeyed. But man, their focus was on that storm. They had forgotten the other things. And that was an indication of a hardened heart. They were just preoccupied with the natural instead of the supernatural. Anyway, I'm going to be sharing a lot of things about this that will help you. I've got this book entitled Hardness of Heart. We also have this in Spanish. This is my Spanish version right here. And I promise you this would be a tremendous help to you. I've got it in CDs and then in DVDs that were taken from television. And if you'll listen, our announcer will give you some information. 
ABOUT HOW YOU CAN RECEIVE THESE PRODUCTS. SO LISTEN AND THEN PLEASE CALL OR WRITE TODAY AND JOIN ME AGAIN TOMORROW AS I CONTINUE THE GOSPEL TRUTH. ANDREW'S COMPLETE SERIES TITLED HARDNESS OF HEART IS AVAILABLE IN EITHER A CD OR DVD ALBUM AND A BOOK IN EITHER ENGLISH OR SPANISH. EACH OF THESE VALUABLE RESOURCES IS AVAILABLE FOR A GIFT OF ANY AMOUNT WHEN YOU WRITE OR CALL. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. You can get these products as part of the Hardness of Heart package, which includes both books and your choice of either CD or DVD albums from both Hardness of Heart and How to Become a Water Walker. The Hardness of Heart package has a catalog value of $75, but you can receive all of these valuable resources for just $55. Andrew's book, Hardness of Heart, is also available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book to you free of charge. There are still millions more out there seeking the truth that set us free. You can reach people like me who are trapped in their home and not aware of the fullness of what the gospel says, that we can be free from everything the enemy tried to put on us. I would not be here if it wasn't for this ministry. Become a partner today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. suspected of following the religious sect known as Christianity will be thrown to the lions. Karis, an accredited Bible college in the beautiful town of Woodland Park, has been changing people's lives for over 25 years. The people here are so like-minded. They want to help you grow. These are people who genuinely care about you. They want the best for you. Be prepared to be blown away with the teachings. It's not just a season in your life. There's no way you can't change. You can't really go wrong going to a place that you get to sit and listen to the Word for four hours a day. Being under the Word that much just allowed God to pour so much into me. If you feel a supernatural peace about coming to Karis, that's God. 
I know you're like, how, when, where, all these questions, just do it. The Lord will provide. I was doubting and second guessing it, but when I took that step of faith, immediately like things were provided. Just being around like-minded believers, teachers who are there for you and ready to talk to you at any moment and answer your questions, there's just nothing like it. Just follow the leading of the one that you serve, and that's always going to be the right direction to go. Experience Karis Bible College during our Campus Days event in Woodland Park, Colorado. Enjoy the teachings, meet the instructors, and find God's purpose for your life. Learn more at karisbiblecollege.org.